Happy Monday, Pulse Check listeners. When someone sneezes on Mount Everest, their germs can last for centuries. So say researchers at the University of Colorado Boulder who use next-generation gene sequencing technology to analyze soil from the world's tallest mountain and found the microbes. The results show the invisible impact of tourism and could lead to a better understanding of environmental limits to life on Earth and where life may exist on other planets. This is Pulse Check. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. The Food and Drug Administration has ordered more menthol vape products from Views, a brand of tobacco giant R.J. Reynolds, off the market. The agency said that menthol vapes appealed to kids more than tobacco-flavored ones. It also noted that a 2022 federal survey found that minors often cited Views vapes among those they most often used. Looking ahead, Moderna CEO Stefan Bonsell will face senators' questions this week about the cost of his company's COVID-19 vaccine. Bernie Sanders, chair of the Senate Health Committee, has previously pressured Moderna to reduce its planned price of $130 per dose. Shortly after Sanders invited Bonsell to testify before the committee, Moderna said it would cover costs for uninsured Americans. And Republicans are rushing to restrict the ballot initiative process used by Democrats in 2022 to protect or strengthen abortion rights. Megan Messerly is here with the story. Thanks for having me. So you've been following the efforts in states with Republican legislators to restrict abortion. Your most recent deep dive highlights something that might be surprising to some people, which is that Oklahoma's leading anti-abortion group is pushing GOP lawmakers to loosen the state's near-total ban. Why is that? Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, we've seen a lot of talk you know, as legislative sessions are underway in states this year, you know, about whether or not Republican legislatures want to make changes to their near total abortion bans. So we've seen these conversations come Mm -hmm. up in Tennessee, for instance, where there's been conversations about, you know, adding exceptions or clarifying medical exceptions to the state's abortion ban. But it's really interesting what we're seeing in Oklahoma. So essentially, Oklahomans for Life, uh, a leading anti-abortion group in the state, is actually pushing for lawmakers to pass this bill that would add exceptions for rape and incest. And their argument is that if lawmakers don't add these exceptions into their near-total abortion ban, someone is going to come in and try to pass a ballot measure that would insert the right to abortion in the Constitution. So they're actually pitching this as a defensive Mm. strategy against, you know, progressive ballot measures, progressive groups coming in um, and trying to get those protections passed in the Constitution, like, for instance, we saw happen in Michigan in November. Interesting. Interesting. Is this the only example of strategies that GOP states are taking to gird against other abortion ballot measures? Are there other examples? There are a lot of other examples. Um, So one that we had reported on uh, previously and is now very much underway in state legislative sessions, there are a ton of bills that have been introduced. 
Some of them have already cleared their first house and are waiting for votes in their second house. That would make it more difficult mm-hmm. to qualify uh, ballot measures for the ballot. So um, it would raise the number of signatures to get measures on the ballot, restrict who can collect signatures, mandate broader geographic distribution of signatures, you know, or raise the vote threshold. All these proposals vary a lot in terms of what they would change about the ballot measure process in their states. But the one thing they have in common is the effect they would have. And that would be making it much harder to get abortion-related ballot measures and actually any, you know, ballot measure on the ballot. One state that I should point out is Mississippi. So Mississippi currently doesn't have a ballot measure process because of some finicky things. Essentially, their whole ballot measure process was thrown out. Mm. Lawmakers are now considering restoring that ballot measure process. But on the House side, where this bill currently is... Lawmakers have inserted a carve out into the proposal. So they would restore the ballot measure process, but they would specifically exempt abortion related ballot measures. Wow. Um, because they've said that Mississippi, you know, it's a state that does not support abortion. So, you know, this is not a policy that people need to vote on. Is there like sort of a, a sweet spot legislatively for these anti abortion groups? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I think the main thing that we've seen in the the post row era is that there are so many diverging opinions um, among anti-abortion lawmakers on, you know, where things go from here. Um, you know, one thing to note with some of those, you know, ballot measure change proposals, a lot of the leading anti-abortion groups nationally, you know, they they aren't specifically like pushing those measures, but they say they're supportive of the Republican lawmakers who are backing those measures. I think it's also worth noting that a lot of those attempts to change the ballot measure process predate the Dobbs decision last summer. Republican mm-hmm. lawmakers in a lot of states have been frustrated by, you know, Medicaid expansion uh, ballot measures and measures to raise the minimum wage or legalize marijuana. And so this is sort of part of this broader backlash to the way that progressives have really been using the ballot measure process to circumvent Republican legislatures and Republican Lawmakers argue that, you know, they're, they're not trying to stymie the voice of their state residents. What they say they're trying to do is gird against outside influence, you know, some group on one of the coasts coming in, spending millions of dollars to get some progressive policy passed, which they argue their residents otherwise wouldn't support. So, so Republican lawmakers sort of frame this as a money and politics kind of thing where progressives really say these measures would cut off people's ability to directly pass these proposals at the ballot box. So broadly, I think we've seen a lot of differences in opinion on, you know, how to approach this. Like we were talking about that Oklahoma proposal, you know, not all Republican lawmakers Mm -hmm. are on board with that in the state. You know, some Republican lawmakers have come out very fervently opposed to it, saying that's, you know, it's immoral, it's politically naive. They're really concerned that even their own party might be sort of softening or stepping back from this, you know, strong anti-abortion law because they're worried about some future ballot measure, because they're worried about political blowback. You know, they don't see any reason to do that because they, you know, they believe their law is good as it is. So we've seen, you know, a lot of, I think, internal clashing among Republicans over some of these types of proposals and the best way forward here. And, you know, on on the flip side, what are progressive groups saying about all of these efforts? I mean, I think they're looking at these efforts and saying, you know, like, this is just evidence that their strategy of, you know, using the ballot measure process to, you know, add 
explicit abortion rights in state constitutions and, you know, the other types of proposals I mentioned, they see all these Republican efforts as like proof that their strategy is working, you know. Obviously, you know, they're they're watching these proposals closely and they don't want the ballot measure process to be made more difficult. But I know they're eyeing closely some of the the ramped up attention that the ballot measure process broadly and then specifically this push to, you know, have a specifically abortion related ballot measures. They're they're watching all of that really closely to see, you know, what's going to be uh what's going to be possible moving forward. And I should mention that in Ohio, there's actually the signature gathering actually has already begun on that. There's a proposal to put it on the ballot in 2023. So that effort is underway. Um, Anti-abortion groups in the state have banded together. They've launched a $5 million ad campaign to sort of educate people about this ballot measure while proponents are gathering signatures in an effort to essentially persuade potential voters from not signing those petitions and to stop the measure from getting on the ballot. I know it's a lot of work tracking all of these measures across all of these states and jurisdictions, but we're really grateful that you do it. Thank you so much, Megan. Of course. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Reese is our producer. Raghu Manavalan is our editor. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. <laughs>